Hello and welcome to episode six of the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Not great. I was doing a lot better last week, but I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, I share the same sentiments, you know. I've been better. I've been worse. But, you know, we're out here. We're doing the pod once again. Uh, it might be a bye week for the boys, but it's not a bye week for us. So, you know, first and foremost, what you sipping on tonight? You know, I had a dandy earlier, but I, I'm sipping on some Bullet on the Rocks. What about you? I, too, have some Bullet right now. I think that's because they're this week's sponsor. So big shout-out to Bullet uh, Rye Bourbon for bringing us up a level in the world. Really appreciate it, boys. Yeah, we bit the bullet last week, but I'm biting it today. <laughs> when you, when you, when you bite the bullet, you bite it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into it. Let's talk about last week. Obviously, it didn't go as well as the boys had planned. No. Uh, we, you know, we both thought we'd get the W. Uh, we were riding a real high after last week's game against uh, the week before his game against Oklahoma State, I should say. But you know, we got the loss. We were down at what uh, you know it was a home game, but we lost uh, 42-34. We are no longer ranked. Chris, give me your ranked. initial thoughts on the game. Well, Ryan, crazy how one quarter of a game can ruin a team's hopes for that Big 12 title because that first quarter with Alan Bowman running the offense was terrible. I mean, just miserable. Brought down the spirits. You know, you you even saw people from the crowd leaving after that first quarter. I mean, it was packed. They actually, I think the attendance was right around 60,000 for the game. Almost the Jones, I think, was packed. Uh, If you look later in the game after the first quarter, half, half full. So... You know, brought down the spirits of the offense, the defense, the team, totally. So we were riding so high after that win at OK State. Um, you know, it's really hard to come back from a 21-point deficit, and especially when your defense just gets humiliated like that. Um, but, I, you know, they played pretty good in the second half. You know, it seemed like as Bowman went down, Duffy stepped up and energized the team. And, you know, if they play like they did for those three quarters after the first quarter, then I think we got a good shot, you know, rolling into our next game versus TCU. But there's a lot of stuff that needs to get fi- it needs to get fixed. Uh, everyone's got to get healthy, first and foremost. The team needs to get healthy. We haven't had all of our starters in a game since we – I mean, not, not since week one. People since, were out. Yeah, not – not yeah, a single game. Yeah, not a single game. We haven't played to our full potential. That I think if everyone's healthy rolling into that TCU game, then we got a really good shot. And we have a really good shot for the rest of the season. So those are just my fast takes, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely comes down to that first quarter, which, uh, you know, reminds me a lot of the Ole Miss game. Uh, uh, when you come out to such a slow start, it really burns your chances for the rest of the game because then you're playing catch up the whole game. You can't have an established run game because you got to be throwing it because you got to try to catch up. Uh, down 21 points in the first ha- uh, quarter, 20 to 7. I mean, the defense let up a few big plays. They were scoring what it seemed like at will. Yep. So you really do hate to see that to start the game. Like you said, the second half, you know, or even after the first quarter, the team really started to play a lot better. The defense really cleaned it up. You know, they only let up 14 points for the rest of the game, which is good to see. Yep. But, um, and I will say with about, you know, Duffy, you know, Bowman, that drive he went down, it, it was tough to see because I felt like the offense was starting to get rolling that drive. You know, he completed a few passes in a row. We were getting first downs. Then he just got sandwiched when he was trying to throw that ball. 
And, you know, Duffy comes in. Duffy played well. I don't think he played great. No. Uh, you know, he made some bad decisions, especially on that fourth quarter drive and we're down a score. But, I mean, you can see the kid's talented for sure. Uh, running the ball, throwing the ball. He can. He's definitely got all the tools that you need. I just would have liked to see a little bit better decision-making. But like you said, the, the injuries are really tough. When you're missing, you know, your top two quarterbacks by the second half, you're missing what your, one of your top receivers in Vasher who really opens up the offense. Yeah. Uh, you know, people going down left and right in this game. It's really tough to, to come back from it. But, you know, the boys did fight back, and I liked watching that fighting spirit. And that does definitely keep me motivated for the rest of the season, the fact that they didn't quit on the game. But, you know, overall, there's not a great game for the boys, and I think it's time to, to reset during the bye week and get ready for next week. Yeah, I mean, you really got to think that those two wide receivers on the ends there really open it up for Seth Collins, Deshaun Carter, uh, J.D. and High, and Zach Austin to run slot routes in the middle. Now they had to put someone on the outside. That takes away plays from the middle. So it really seems like Vasher was a, is a much bigger part of this offense than I originally thought. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they had uh, they had Bowman out there for Vasher. Yeah. And it's yeah. just such a big difference. Like when you're when you, you watch the other games, you know they have to highlight both of those big guys on the outside. And like you said, it opens up the middle. You can't yeah. just be playing safeties down low. You got to play two over the top on them so that you have some help defense. And when you, half of that threat is gone, and they can just take one safety over the top, really highlight on Wesley, and then pack everyone else in the middle and just go one on one coverage on the outside with Bowman because you know. Bowman did have a decent game. He had like 50 yards touchdown, but like they were throwing a lot at him. Yeah, I know. And like he was targeted a lot. And, you know, that one-on-one coverage, he he really couldn't beat it. Like, you know, you can count on Vasher to do so. I think it really did change the dynamic of our offense. You know, we've we've seen with the running backs, we have so much talent back there that we can almost plug and play. And whoever's been highlighted during the game has had a great game. But with the receivers – it just shows you how important those two big guys are on the outside, how how important they are to this offense. And they were really a big reason that we were the number one offense in the country. Unfortunately, I do have to say that not only are we no longer ranked, but we are now the number two offense in the country. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see the team that took her spot at 25? Uh, I did not. Who Oklahoma State. Oh, that's fuck. Ah, fuck them. Yeah, seriously. Maybe Kansas. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't even, I mean, they beat him by 20, but, like, it was fucking Kansas. Exactly. Um, I mean, one more thing. We're not like, overlooking I, I, Kansas. Not, we're not going to overlook Kansas, not at all. We're not going to overlook, yeah, they got those two big wins already, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, talking about the, the ins and outs of the game, I think we just got to go to the big picture. Let's go pros and cons. Let's let's talk over what happened in this game. Let's start with the pros, because it's always good to stay positive, even after a loss. I think the biggest pro, like I said earlier, is the no quit in this team. They fought back. They clawed back. As soon as we were down, there was no, you know, pouting, heads down. They were like, we can still win this game, and they almost did it. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, what's your next my, biggest pro? Yeah, I would say my big pro is our rushing offense. Good to see Dalyon Ward out there, Deshaun Henry, Trey King, Demarcus Felton, Sir Roger Thompson. Good to see that the freshman rushing attack can fit in with these uh, – our starters with Trey King and Dalian Ward. It was just good to see them back. Uh, I know that Dalian Ward and Trey King didn't have massive games, and neither—I mean, none of our uh, running backs had massive games. But 
I just like to see I like to see that the reason that I say it's a pro is knowing now in the future that our rushing attack can work with that many guys so they can rotate it in and out. Um, I would also say a massive pro is our defense. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that first quarter out though. David Gibbs got control of the defense, fixed some things, reset his plan, and they held him to 14 points from the second to the fourth quarter. So I thought that was impressive. Uh, the con, my biggest con though, the defense. So <laughs> Cliff Cliff has been focusing on finishing the entire year. Along with, you know, he had another hashtag, which was protect this house. So they failed to protect this house. They did finish. I mean, they finished well, but they started so poorly that even how well they finished, they couldn't, you know, they basically destroyed them or they basically ruined the entire game by starting it so badly. So they need to learn how to come out hot. I don't know. I think that's maybe a coaching thing. Uh, but they need to learn how to they they need to learn how to come out and play their best football from the first whistle. So those are my two biggest cons. What do you think here? Yeah, no, going off of both the things that you said, I do agree that it's nice to see all of the running backs involved in the game. You know, they did find a spot where they could each do something. Some players highlighted a little bit more than others. Uh, you know, I I got to go with a con on the run game as well though you know it doesn't help that you're down so much and the guys aren't getting a lot of touches and the touches they are getting on the run are you know kind of obvious ones but i mean we couldn't get uh we couldn't really get that push in the offensive line we've seen every other game and we were getting met at the line a lot and that's why none of our guys were really averaging a lot of rushing yards i mean trey king only had two rushes and he was getting eight a carry but the other guys were kind of seemed like they had to grind for every yard they got and you know I, the offensive line been such a pro all week, all year, and you know they they definitely got some some hits on the quarterbacks, and the running game couldn't get started. So I got to go with a con with the with the O line this week for once. Um, but also the defense, I agree, it's a pro and a con. The, the con is obviously the start. You can't come out sleeping. You can't come out, you know, just assuming things are going to be easy. Uh, I don't know what they were doing, but the secondary was bad, and Will Greer was tearing them up. But they did finish strong. And that's what I was happy to see. You know, they definitely did figure it out. They must have had a good pep talk in the huddle because they came out well after that. Um, you know, the offense scoring a lot at the end of the game, you know, that was promising to see. That's another pro for me. But I got to say that probably uh, also another con defensively, sorry, is what I've said before, and I'll, I'll say it again, is letting up the big play. We let up a lot of big plays. And let me just read off some some yardages for some of these plays. 45 yards, 43 yards, 38 yards, 28 yards, 24 yards. Like, that's just a, a sample of five plays that are going for a quarter to half the field at a pop. And, I mean, when you're letting those up, that's how you're going you, to – you can't slow them down. I mean, they're automatically, like, in field goal position after that. Mm-hmm. So letting up the big yeah, play really burned us. that's very true. Our field position was terrible. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, that and then my my con, we've said it again. We've, we've said it so many times. Only last week we didn't. Penalties, Chris. Penalties. Yeah. I felt like uh, the offense, you know, we'd get something going early, and then we'd get a penalty and get drawn back, and now we're going fucking first and 20, like, over and over again. I don't know. I just got to clean it up, I guess. You got to clean it up. 
You know, our kicking uh, and our punting was good, though. My boy Dom averaging over 40 yards a punt. Big fan. Yep, Clayton yep. Hatfield, two for two. Field goals, 100% from extra points. I mean, they played well, too. Our punt returns, and this brings me back to Daquan Bowman. I actually haven't seen him do a very good job returning punts. I've actually seen him just screw up a few punt returns. And uh, when he does catch them, he's usually doing a fair catch. So, I don't know there. Yeah, Might have to hey, change I mean, that position out. I mean, if you uh, don't fumble, I'm kind of happy. I'll give you that. He's dropped a few. I mean, there's been a few cases where he's had to like pick up the ball off the ground after touching it. So, you want to move on here? Yeah, let's move on. Um, I mean, let's just go. I mean, we got the bye week this week, so there's going to be no prediction for a game. There's going to be no breakdown for the game. So, you know, bye week for the boys, bye week for us on that. Um, you know, I think it's big that we're resting him, like we've said, and I think it's just time to get ready for TCU. You know, we'll cover the TCU game in a lot of depth next week because we won't have a game to recap. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do you say we hop into segments, Christopher? Let's do it. We got Cliff notes here. Um, I mean, I think he, we can talk a little bit about Cliff. Like, all I really wanted to about, say was he's uh, he shaved his beard. So and I, I noticed that you beard. shaved yours as well. Yeah. I did. I was growing that, it out with him. Is that in solidarity with Cliff? That is. See, I'm more of a rogue guy, so I'm going to keep my beard on my face. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's yeah, really I mean, all I have for Cliffy. Yeah, but I think our next segment we can actually dive in a good amount here, and that's going to be Raiders in the NFL. Chris, Woo! did you watch the Monday Night Football game? I did, and I'm sick of these announcers calling Patrick Mahomes Showtime Mahomes sarcastically. I'm sick of that. I don't think it was sarcastic. I it was so it, sarcastic. You are, I, I'm certain you are the only person that has had that take. I haven't heard a single other person say that. Uh, anytime he screwed up, the announcers would say, oh, now we got to see what's, you know, now we got to see Showtime Mahomes. I mean, it's. What are you ne- talking about? That did not happen. I he was saying 100% serious. It was after every, like, big play. They're like, oh, my God, Showtime Mahomes. And people have been calling him it all week now because of these announcers. They're being dead serious. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm, I just hate the nickname. I'm taking it out. Yeah, I, I also hate the nickname Showtime Mahomes. I mean, I'm Showtime Mahomes is a terrible nickname. Booger McFarland is trying to force this down everyone's throat, and Jason Witten hops on board, and they're acting like he's been called it since he was a kid. And I'm like... I've watched Texas Tech for I don't know how many years now, every year of Patrick Mahomes' career, and no one's ever called him Showtime. <laughs> no, they haven't. It's I'm not sick like, of it. It, it's, it was terrible. Honestly, Ryan, it makes me feel like I found something super cool. You know, I had a hot trend. I found it years ago, and now everyone's jumping on and trying to act like they found this guy. Uh, you know, it's kind of pissing me off, and I'm sick yeah. of this nickname. I agree. People are like, you know, no one was hyping him up before the season besides, like, you know, the Texas Tech faithful like ourselves. And we're like, this guy's going to be great. Like, obviously, watch him fucking play for a snap. And now everyone's riding his dick. And, you know, and I love the Mahomes. I love, you know, people giving my, our boy some fucking credit. But, like, stop trying to call him Showtime. It's really it, – honestly, it's really annoying. I'm getting It's the worst hot. nickname. I mean, I'm, I'm getting hot. hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking – Might have to take off that nickname. sweatshirt. <laughs> I, I might. Fuck. I'm going to start sweating. I'm angry. I mean, yeah, Showtime's but... the worst nickname. I also, I was listening to a fucking radio show, and they were like, what's up with this Showtime Mahomes thing? And Are the other serious? guy's like, yeah, yeah. And, this, and the other guy's like, 
oh, well, yeah, it's a pretty bad nickname. Like, I don't know where they called it. And the, and the guy goes back. He goes, oh, no, apparently he's been being called that since Texas Tech. So it must be Cliff Kingsbury's nickname he gave him. And oh I was like, where the fuck did you hear that? No one has ever said that. Cliff would never call him Showtime Mahomes. Oh, that's fake news. Such fake, fake news. news. But let's talk about what ha- what he did. Dude, down 10 points on Monday Night Football in Denver, a fucking rivalry game. And Mahomes leads him back. There was a left-handed throw on fucking third and five. That uh, was insane. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That was so much fun to watch. Did you watch any of uh, SportsCenter or the other talk shows where they were, like, downplaying that pass? No. Oh, yeah. There was – there were. I think Stephen A. Smith was like, I wasn't impressed with the left-handed pass. I was like, are you kidding me? You know how much uh, confidence uh, he, that is in yourself to throw that? He's on the move going across his body. He's got Von Miller, one of the top five defensive ends in the league, probably one of the best sack, like, sack machines for the past – half decade chasing him at his heels grabs him by the ankles and while he's falling he throws it lefty perfectly oh yeah that's not impressive suck my dick incredible right i didn't even see that you had it on here saying that we need to stop calling him showtime i honestly was hot and bothered about it already yeah i put it in the notes because <laughs> it's fucking stupid it. i don't read it's the notes stupid. off the cuff baby all yeah, right off the cuff. you want to talk, let's talk about, about another raider let's talk about his Mahomes? stats though real quick let's just yeah, let's let's bring it up he was Yo, 20 out of 45 complete. He, he completed 20 out of 45 attempts. He had 304 yards with one TD. That was his rushing TD, which was sick, by the way. So, it was. I mean, he led a comeback in one of the hardest places to play. Indeed. Anyway, let's, move, let's move on to another Raider in the NFL, huh? Yeah, sure. Let's go to our boy. I said it last week. I said I really want to see him play. I've been missing him. Little did I know. He's back from injury. It's our boy from last year. Kiki Cutie. Dude. Kiki does love us. I'll tell you that right now. But Kiki, just like Mahomes, you know, Mahomes sets records in his first season being a starter. Kiki, in his first game, set the NFL record for most receptions in your first appearance. Kiki had 11 catches for 109 yards, just tearing up the slot like we've seen him do time and time again at Tech. Yeah, don't sleep on wide receiver you, baby. Wide receiver, you, and also, you know your boy, Scoop Kiki, in both my fantasy leagues. What's good? Did you? Oh, I haven't done that yet. I should get on that. Yeah, man. Fucking, I'm going to fucking start him next to Michael Crabtree and Pat Mahomes, a quarterback. <laughs> uh, before we move on, let's jump into our other sponsor this week, uh, the Lubbock Library. While you may want to go there to get lit, remember, stay quiet. <laughs> oh, I love books, don't you, Chris? Oh, say. So much. All right, let's go into this week's game picks. All um, right. Let's talk about the big games first. You know, we can dive in a little bit this week because we didn't have to talk about tech for, for so long. Or we didn't get to, I should say. But let's go with the big games. And i kind of like to start with a massive Big 12 game. How does that sound to you? That sounds fantastic. All right, let's start with number 19, Texas. Going in. To play uh, a neutral site game against number seven Oklahoma, they're playing at Jerry World in Dallas, and the line yeah. is Oklahoma minus seven and a half. What's your initial take on this game? Wow, the Red River rivalry, big game Rarer. every year. Uh, you know what? I'm not touching it, to be honest. Again, like I, I think I brought this up in every single podcast we've done so far. I don't know how good Texas is. I have no idea. And every year that they play Oklahoma. In the Red River rivalry, which is a massive game. It's probably the biggest game in college football in Texas. Uh, both teams step up. So if Texas is really good, then they're going to step up and this is going to be a close game. 
But uh, I honestly think Oklahoma will win because I think they're a better team. I don't know how high scoring it's going to be. I honestly think it might be a low scoring affair. But uh, that's my take, Ryan. What do you think? So um, I actually, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I don't really like either of these teams, but I like Texas in this spot, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Yeah, it's the big rivalry game, but it's actually for a couple things besides that. Texas, this is a fun fact, since Tom Herman became their coach last year, are 10-1 at the spread whenever they're a dog. So you know Herman must be pumping the boys up in the locker room before the game somehow. I mean, 10-1 is an unreal at the spread number. Um, It's it's whenever they're a dog. So I guess they don't play good when they're favorites, but they play good when they're dogs. Herman must be saying something special in the locker room. And then beyond that, this Oklahoma defense, I got to say, I think they're suspect as hell. Uh, I haven't been impressed by You're a suspect. suspect, man. They're fucking suspect. I mean, these guys, honestly, I mean, they haven't played a, a very good offense yet. I mean, Florida Atlantic, their first game, that's a joke. UCLA, I mean, they've been terrible. Yeah. They're, they're, de- they're defeated, and they yeah. haven't learned the offense behind Chip Kelly yet. Iowa State put up 27 on them, and their offense is just Not like great. run the ball three yards and punt. Army game was a touchdown score on like a 20-something point spread. Yeah. And then Baylor, Baylor hung 33 on them in a lot of yards. It yep. was just the Oklahoma offense outmatched that Baylor defense like no other. So mm-hmm. I honestly think this Oklahoma defense is nothing special at all. And I think that Texas is it's either going to be really close or Texas might even be able to sneak one out here. His Texas defense is going to be good enough to slow down with Kyler Murray. And I don't know if this Oklahoma defense can stop any decent offense. Can I take a hot take real quick? Let's hear it. I think if Texas Tech had the same schedule that Oklahoma has played so far, I think they would be undefeated as well. I don't think that's a hot take. Right? I think that's just a take. Would we be yeah. six in the country? I mean, they've played no ranked teams. No. They, they, the best team they've played is Iowa State. Yeah, exactly. I don't really want to be hyped up on this Texas team, but I, I yeah, I kind of feel like Texas can get it done in this one. I mean, Army's always a tricky game, but like everyone else they've played. Yeah, as, I mean, it's tricky. It's not good. They run that weird triple option that you're not used to. It's but everyone else is, 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 everyone else is bad. And like, yeah. Tech has played three teams better than anyone they've played already. Yeah, exactly. So I know. But what's the over under on this one? Do you know? Um, I do not. I can pull it up for you, though. It's probably in the mid 60s. Uh, yeah, let me get that right now. Uh, it's a 61.5 over under number. 61. Yeah, I, I honestly, that's perfect. I honestly think I would take the under in this one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm probably going to stay away from that number. I don't, it, I think it's perfect, like you said. But I think I might go with Texas here. You know, neutral site, it's not in Oklahoma. It's in Dallas. Uh, I think they got a chance. That's but closer than uh, Norman. Yeah, but I feel like you know that those Norman boys are going to travel. Yeah, but, you know, coming up from Austin, everyone goes to this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go to the next big game. Let's go to the next big game. This is a massive one, maybe the biggest of the week. We got number five LSU heading down into the swamp to play number 22 Florida in a big-time SEC matchup. LSU is minus two and a half. Chris, what's your initial take on this one? Well, I'm going to take Florida, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, Tim Tebow. This game made Tim Tebow drop an F-bomb. He is basically teetering on going to hell by saying the F word in his mind. Oh, absolutely. So I would never fucking say it. <laughs> I'm going to be riding the Gators. 
Because of my, I actually, yeah, because of my boy Tim Tebow. Alright, uh, my take on this is, these are two wildly similar teams. Uh, both have quarterbacks who have shown promise, but haven't been great. Both have strong running games, but both are really relying on their really good defenses to win games. And, I mean, they're, they're, neither offense is high-powered. Both defenses are top 10 in the country in turnovers. They both can really stuff the run very well. Um, they, I mean, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. The over-under number is set at 43, which is so low for college. But yeah. I'm tempted to hit it, honestly. I mean, Florida's coming off a 13-6 to win against Mississippi State. Um, I think these teams are wildly similar, but Florida's defense, honestly, might be a, a tad bit better than LSU's. You heard me say it. I believe it. Um, and I think I, I might be on Florida as well. Um, I just think, you know, home field advantage down in the swamp. It's going to be rocking. Close spread. Similar teams. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's lean Florida and the under. Well, you're going to hell for saying that. Let's bounce uh, on uh, over to uh, number 13, Kentucky. Going to Texas A&M. A&M is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Your take. I love this spot. Oh, my God. This may be my favorite bet of the week. I'm going Texas A&M minus five-and-a-half. And And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Kentucky also, I mean, they're They're hot. Kentucky's hot, yeah. But Kentucky is all about the run right now. Their quarterback is kind of hot garbage, if I do say so myself. Um his current ratio is oh, – this is how, what he has in the season. Two touchdowns and five picks through five games. Really? What? Yeah. This dude can't throw the ball more than, like, eight yards downfield before it starts wobbling. Like, he straight up cannot throw the ball. Like, South Carolina lost 24-3, to but, like, they lost on, like, two punts, like, changed the whole decision of the game. Like, it was insane. But this Kentucky offense, like, it's all about running, and everyone knows it. Um and the quarterback sucks. And beyond that, like Texas A&M, they're three and two, right? And everyone's like uh, five and zero, oh, number thirteen in the country. Why are they, you know, dogs to a three and two team that's not ranked? Texas A&M's only two losses are against Clemson and Alabama. And if you recall, the Clemson game was like a one point game down at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. And Alabama, they covered against. I think they're the only team like this year to cover against Alabama. Texas A&M is legit. But not only that, but it's going to be at College Station. I love A&M 5.5. What do you think? I'm also going A&M here. Um, why is why is A&M not ranked and Oklahoma three State and is ranked? Simply because they're 3-2, and two, man. Yeah, it's just so annoying. Like, they, their wins aren't, like, they haven't played. I don't, let me look at their schedule otherwise. I don't think they played anyone all too, you know, special besides the two teams they lost to. But, I mean, they're beating the people they should, and they lost to the two teams that they should lose against. I mean, it's not that surprising. Um, I mean, I, I like the Texas A. I like the Aggies this week. Also, the coaching matchup, Jimbo Fisher, much better coach. Much better coach. Um, let's pop on down. I mean, we both agree on that one. I like it. Let's go down to another big game. I mean, this this week's chock full of them. I feel like there's some big games, and everything else is kind of trash. Let's go down to another big game. It's another uh, top 25 matchup. I feel like this week's slate is chock full of them. It's either big games or, or games that are kind of trash. So this one is number six, Notre Dame, going to play against number 24, Virginia Tech. Notre Dame is minus six. Uh, Virginia Tech is coming off 
that big win against Duke that vaulted them into the rankings again. Uh, how do you feel about Notre Dame, Virginia Tech? I don't think Duke is that great football team. So I think that win isn't that big of a deal. I'm going to go Notre Dame minus six on this point. Ryan, you? Um, I agree wholeheartedly about Notre Dame. Um, I, I'm very confused about Virginia Tech this year. They've looked good in spurts. They've looked bad in spurts. They the lost team, the old Dominion. That's what I'm saying. They look they good in games. Spanked. They look bad in games. They got, they got they spanked lost, by old they got Dominion. By, yeah, they got spanked by old Dominion, but then they beat Duke handily. Duke like, isn't great. They're not great, but I'm saying Virginia Tech looks good, and then Virginia Tech doesn't look good. It's confusing. What do you want me to say, eh? But fuck, shit. But let's, let's uh, agree on this. Notre Dame is the real deal. Yeah, Notre Dame when is fucking sh- I love them against Stanford last week, so obviously I love them against Virginia Tech this week. So are they going to win by a touchdown, at least? We're going to win by two tutties. That's what I'm saying. So Yeah, they're yeah. going to shit pump them. We're going to take Notre Dame in this one. Yeah, fine. I'm just breaking the game down. Shit, fuck. I don't, think, I don't think we have to break this one down. Fuck Virginia Tech. We're taking Notre Dame. All right, I like it. Let's go Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> All hard. right, shit, let's move on to the next one. I got one more big one mm. before we hop on down to Big 12. Uh, this one might not be big in everyone's eyes, but it's big to me because I like betting on both of these teams. And that's going to be Arizona State traveling to play the newly ranked number 21 Colorado. Colorado minus three. What do you take? I'm taking Manny Wilkins and Arizona State in this in this spot. I think they actually could pull this one out. It's going to be a high-powered offensive game. Both these teams can put up points. I do think Manny Wilkins and his experience are going to lead the Sun Devils to a big W. What do you think, Ryan? Um, uh, we're going to disagree on this one. Um, I think, you know, traveling to Colorado, going to play in that fucking, you know, altitude and shit is one thing. But I watched Colorado beat uh, UCLA last week, and they have a player. Is uh, Chenault, the wide receiver. Sometimes he plays running back. The kid does it all. And Chenault? oh my god, Chenault, yeah, he's leading the he's leading NCAA in receiving yards. He is absolutely electric whenever they get the ball in his hands, which seems to be very often. He's catching deep balls. He's catching short balls. He's running it. He's electric. And this Colorado quarterback, he is throwing. He's completing seventy six percent of his passes so far this year, and beyond that. He's not just throwing short balls underneath. He's completing 76% of passes and throwing these fucking long Hail Marys to my boy Chenault. And, fuck, I kind of just watched Colorado, and it might just be blinders because I watched them play. And maybe Arizona State's a smart pick, but I'm, I'm going with my eye test. And I loved Colorado last week, so I'm going to take Colorado minus three. Let's go, Sun Devils. Uh, fuck you. Let's go, Colorado. Um, you got any other big games you want to talk about before we hop into the rest of the Big 12? I do not. All right, let's just go right back to the rest of the Big 12 schedule then. You know, Tech and TCU both have bye weeks this week. Uh, we cover Texas-Oklahoma, so that leaves three games. Let's start with Kansas going to play West Virginia at West Virginia. West Virginia is minus 28 and a half. How do you feel, Christopher? Wow. I mean, that is a hell of a line, huh? But I mm-hmm. think, But I think after that, the, honestly, I think Dana – the head coach of West Virginia is probably kind of disappointed after the performance at Texas Tech. So I think West Virginia goes in there and spanks them by like 40 points. What do you think? Yeah, I think – I just can't see Kansas covering this. West Virginia, 
I mean, they're, gonna spank they're definitely. Them, honestly, I think they're going to spank him because yeah, you're right. The last three quarters was not good for West Virginia. They're going to have motivation from that. It's a Big Twelve game, and they're still trying to climb the rankings. You know, they're they're climbing slowly, but they need convincing wins to go faster. Honestly, the over under is at sixty one and a half, and I kind of like hitting that over because I think West Virginia is going to put up fifty. Yeah. I agree, and I think Kansas so, put up a couple scores too. So yeah, the whole the, the big question is, do you think Kansas can score twice? And I think they can. So I think, I think we both agree. West Virginia and the over on that one, folks. Um, let's go next game. Kansas State going to play Baylor. Baylor minus four and a half. This one's interesting. How do you feel? I'm honestly bored with this. I honestly, if Kansas State's involved, I'm bored. So I'm gonna take Baylor in this spot. I think Kansas State is garbage, and I think Baylor has an opportunity to put up some points. So that's my take. I'm going to take Baylor minus four and a half. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Kansas State, I'm on the big Kansas State, fade Kansas State train right now. I'm going to be on it for a while. I mean, granted, I tried to do it last week, and Texas couldn't cover against them because fuck Texas. But I'm definitely taking Baylor again. It's at home, four and a half, not a lot. And Kansas State stinks. So, again, I'm also bored with this, but I'm taking Baylor. That game, though, versus Texas was in Manhattan, Kansas, which is usually a very difficult place to play. And Bill Snyder is usually pretty good against Texas. I think Texas has a massive losing record towards Kansas State at, at uh, Manhattan. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that game was sense. just so. It was so boring, was boring, man. It's so Dude. boring. Also, like, Texas was controlling it the whole time, and they were covering, like, the whole game. And then they let up a touchdown at the end, and then they just fucking, like, ran out the clock. It was so yeah. boring, it sucked. Fuck them. Fuck both of them. Let's go to the last Big 12 game of the week, and that's going to be Iowa State traveling into Stillwater, playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus 10.5. Let me give you my thoughts real quick on this one. When I look at these two teams, when I look at these two teams, I look at this number. I say, oh, Oklahoma State. Iowa State can't score. They'll lose. And then I remember, for some reason, every game that Iowa State ever plays, is a close game, and I don't get it. I don't get why, but for some reason, I feel like every game is like 17 to 10 whenever they step on the field. So, I mean, I want to take Oklahoma State minus 10.5. I probably won't touch it, but I, I just feel like this game's going to be like 20 to 13 somehow. Uh, I don't think so, Ryan. I think Oklahoma State loses this game. I think, I think Iowa State wins this game. They've been in too many close ones not to come out with a W. I think this is a good spot for them to get that win. So they usually step up when the opponent is better than them. So I think this is a good spot for Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, like I think they can cover. The only reason I don't think they can win is because I don't think they can score. Because they stink. All right. Well, we disagree on a couple of them then. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we really got to have someone go through and find out all of our picks um, so we can get a record. But maybe Let's we'll get do that our on intern our Carl. Week. Intern Carl, yeah. what is he doing it's- tomorrow? Honestly, intern Carl, uh, he's in all day on Friday. So, hey, Carl, I hope you're listening. Yeah, I'm going to have this, you go through all of our picks. Get this lazy kid in our studio and help him, you know, figure this out. Fun fact, Carl, if you say no, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DM us on Instagram if you want to be featured on the Raider Power podcast. We are more than happy to have some guests on here. And if you have a local business... Give us a DM. We're happy to shout it out to our 400-plus listeners a week. So that's what I got for the week, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. I express those sentiments. Let us know if you want to be on. And if you need a sponsorship, let me know. I'll write you a jingle. 
Um, so I think that's it for the week. And uh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up. Guns baby. up, baby. Woo!